Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's Deborah and Jackie. We've got another recording for you, and it's about past mistakes. Past mistakes? Yes. What do you think of past mistakes, Deb? Oh, my God. Well, let's see. Jackie, you know, what I think about past mistakes, what led me to make these mistakes is the question. So it's, would you say then that you are an impulsive and impatient person? Aren't we all? <laughs> aren't we all? You know, I mean, Jack, to be honest with you, once upon a time, right, I used to be so headstrong and impetuous. And um, I would, um, I found myself in situations that I had no business being in. And God knew I had no business making those decisions or those choices. And that I was impulsive with my decisions and my choices that he had to step in and get me out of what I thought was going to be a great friendship or a great relationship or a great business deal or whatever the thought that I had that I thought it was going to be great. It mm -hmm. wasn't. And little did I know, this is the tricky part. Little did I know that the devil knew how to package my preference because he hears when I pray. He, he's in the presence where God is. He knows. And so he will present to you what you need before God does, because God have a way of making you wait or he'll give it to you right away. And waiting is not one of my strongest suit. You know, I want it now. When I ask for something, give it to me. Don't let me wait. Don't keep me waiting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so the devil knew I wasn't a waiter. So he would always present it to me in, in the package that is so fitting. And because of that, I have gotten myself into a lot of mistakes and the consequences that follow those mistakes was too much to pay. And well, I think I, I can relate to your position totally because I myself am very impatient. And I think that my faith dwindles the longer I have to wait. Mm -hmm. So I will sit there and make my requests known, you know, and I, I always have conversations with God, which I, I do consider spiritual guidance an element of how I, I live my day each day. And, you know, no matter where I am, I will be thinking about something and, and talking mentally to myself and to God. I would like to see this manifest itself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like you to intervene if I feel somebody's overstepping and trying to push me in a direction I don't want to go, I will, I will pray about it. But at the same time, sometimes I have to make a rash decision because I have something I have to solve immediately. And so I will just kind of dive in without too much forethought. Yeah. And I think I always wind up hitting the bottom of a cement pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? When, when I do, because I, I don't think through my choices, you right. know, I'm in just such a hurry for resolution yeah. that sometimes I move ahead of my brain, mm -hmm. you know, and I always have regrets over past mistakes, you yeah. know, that when I say, if only I had waited, you know, or if only I had followed my instinct, you mm -hmm. know, there was a small little voice telling me to put up the caution sign and the warning, you know, and not to jump ahead. But I, I deliberately chose not to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I live with the consequences. And I'm sometimes the kind of person that rolls that over in my head ad nauseum, you know, and I not only, yes, I not over only drive myself crazy, but I bother other people to the point where they're like, would you get over it? Okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I wish I could, but I do feel you that know, guilt. There's a, there's a, there's that old phrase that says, I wish I knew then what I know now. And that is so classic. And every time I think about an error or a mistake that I've made, I always say, man, I wish I knew then what I know now. But here's the thing, though. What is one of the most common mistakes that we've 
all, and I think everybody can attest to this, it's the credit card trick. Oh, the credit boy. card trick. They know everybody's so desperate when it comes to finance. Mm-hmm. And finance will means you can provide your needs. It can get you what you want now and, 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 and in the future. And so credit card has to be the number one mistakes that everybody get themselves in debt. Yep. Debt is like the number one thing. And you know when and you know you know what's what's the what's the pet peeve of that? Is when you take a turn to clean up your debt and you're living on this high rise and you're going like Pinocchio down the street, dun, 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 yep. and then somebody stopped like, Hey, do you want a credit card? Nope. I just cleaned up my debt. And then bam, something happened that takes you outside of your financial budget that makes you go back in there. Exactly. And it's like, whoa, how did I end up back here? Mm -hmm. Or let's talk about a relationship. You know, that guy is toxic. You know, you've seen the signs, you know who he is, but there's something that badness about him that just triggers you like, Ooh, I want a taste of that badness. Or even just the superficial thing, yeah. which we, we women all fall for. A good-looking man yeah. who is a jackass. You know what I mean? He is he is really hot. And you you, you can't, you know, deny that intensity. Egotistical, and, yeah, narcissistic pig. Exactly. And you're just to yourself like, oh, yeah. Does he ever look good in that right. suit? You know what I mean? And he hasn't got a brain for squat. You know what I mean? He's, he's not a conversationalist. He knows he's good looking and he's feeding off of it because yeah. while he's giving you attention, he's eyeing everything else yeah. around you and you see it, you know? Or even if you go down to oh. the strip bar and you see that fine girl on the stage taking up money through her legs and you're like, man, that could be my wife. That's a future right there between her legs. And you know she's not. And you take her home. And you can, as I say, you can't turn a trick into a housewife. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you make her into a housewife. And next thing you know, when you're at work, she's at the bar. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? And you're like, yep. I knew who you were. And there was this old story. This person was telling me. He said, this man was walking in the forest one day. And he got, he saw this snake. And the snake was injured. And he picked up the snake. Oh, yes. I think I've right? heard this. And he yeah. picked up the snake. And he nursed the snake back to health until it was ready to go back into the wild. Yeah. So he took the snake back into the forest and as he about to put the snake down, the snake turned around and bit him. Exactly. And he said to the snake, Hey, why did you bite me? I've taken care of you. I've nurtured you. And the snake said, well, you knew I was a snake. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. It's true. So, So the mistakes that we make, sometimes we really create those mistakes for ourselves. And yes, it could be through impulsiveness and impatience, but also through something else, Jackie. Yes. Our own lustful desires. Of course. Oh, absolutely. And because lust is such a glutton, like the, the word, the word of God speaks so uh, so much about lustfulness, our desire yep. for wanting more than what we have. Yeah, the flesh is just so powerful, you. you know, and and you started with the credit card issue. And I think that's so beautiful because that is what you feel when you see something. Yes. Some people who love to shop, it it, it, it penetrates every fiber of their yeah. being when it's, they it, see something it's exciting. Like if, when you have a credit card, you feel like you're a millionaire, but it's not your money. Exactly. <laughs> It's like a millionaire on credit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You just are like, oh, I've got to have this. You know, I want this. And the system is designed to say, oh, you can have it. You can have it. You can have it. No problem. And 
sadly, you know, I, a lot of us, we buy things and we don't even fully utilize them. You understand? The whole thing is impulsivity. So we, we see that great jean on the sale or we see that great shoe. And sometimes we don't even open the box for I'm a long time you, because we have so much stuff. And you're still paying for stuff on your credit card that you take four years ago that you don't even have anymore. Yep. Like, are you kidding me? You give it up for, for donation or it just ruined the first day you wear it. Yeah. And you're still paying for it. It's so true. You know? The other thing that people really do on impulse is family. Like a young girl might be with a guy that she admires and she loves or she thinks she's in love because of the infatuation level of it. Yeah. And then she goes and have sex and have, and get pregnant thinking she's going to trap this guy. And little does she know that she has a problem, but not the guy. Because the guy is not going to take the baby home to mama. No. You're the one that's responsible for looking after that kid. And it's so true. And and even people who are in a committed long-term relationship never really talk about their position with children. And sometimes one party does not want children. Exactly. And then you turn around and you get pregnant, as you say, and that changes the dynamics of the whole whole relationship. Because he might say, well, look, you know, I really didn't want to do the kid thing. You know, I love our relationship just the way it is. I like our freedom that we can pick up and travel anytime. We can go to restaurants, spend money. You know, we have a great sex life, but yeah. I never wanted the kid. Exactly. And you never talked about it. You never yeah. talked about it. You just presumed that ABC come together. And then he moves on to the next woman yeah. who don't have a kid. Absolutely. And you say, oh, why are you breaking up our family? He never asked you for a he family. He never asked you, you for a family. You projected a family on him that he never asked for. Yeah. When did casual sex become a family commitment? True. I didn't see that, right? Very true. And yeah. then, and also those women who have the career that is so high profile that they don't want anything coming a hundred yards of destructing that up. Okay. Exactly. And then, th- and that prevent them from even engaging in a relationship because they knew the issue of family would be one of that. And they don't want to have that conversation. They rather make the money and live the life and be up there in society, you know, and then when it's time for them to have kids now, mm-hmm. it's too late. So that's a mistake that they make. It's a good mistake in the beginning, but it's a bad mistake in the end. Yeah. Cause now your eggs are all, all torched out and can't even produce. I know. And I, I am also not a big fan of that in the sense that, you know, uh, celebrities, but also ordinary people mm-hmm. will get surrogates. Yeah. You know, to have kids for we'll them. Have kids for them. And I don't really like that. You know, I, I, I don't. To yeah. me, that doesn't sit well with me. You know, even though, of course, you're, you're caring for a child and bringing it up. But to me, there's so many complications. I mean, to put the burden on somebody, even God forbid, worse, your own mother to carry your baby. I mean, really? Maybe you should just accept that the universe doesn't want you to have one. You know yeah. what I mean? And cut it off there. But if you have a child and you weren't expecting it, sometimes it is a blessing for the woman yeah. because she is strong enough to look after the baby and yeah. maybe she has the resources and it, it's something that added great value to her life. Yeah. But in a lot of cases, it can be something that if you didn't consciously plan and think about yeah. and you just impulsively become pregnant, it can throw the whole scenario off. Yeah. And, and also the other mistake that people make is even getting married. Like who told you living a life together? Marriage is not for everyone and everyone is not to be married. Married. So beautifully and, said. And, and the I thing agree. is, and Paul said it best in Corinthians mm-hmm. 7. He said, singleness is the best thing a person can have. Marriage is great if you can, if you can really commit to it because it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. And people who get married are not supposed to get a divorce because according to the Bible, divorce is not an option there. Right. But we've taken it to that level unless your husband died, yeah. which the next person you should marry is his brother, according to the Bible. However, a lot of people got married only for six months a year and it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. 
When married people say to me all the time, oh my God, Deborah, you're so beautiful. Why are you single? And I'm like, oh my God, why are you still married and you're not happy? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right on. Like, yep. give me a break. Like, listen, I tell people, listen, I am at a point in my life where singleness is working for me. Everything is working for me. Yeah. I want to be, I choose to be single every single day of my single life. There's nothing wrong with my singleness. On top of that, I even make a song about being single. <laughs> this single life of mine, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna let it shine. Hey, this single life of mine, sing it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna let it shine. shine. You know Beyonce said it's single ladies, single ladies. Well, yes. no, you see, this single life of mine, I'm gonna let it shine until God decide to put a star in my path. Okay? Right on, right so, on. I don't have a problem with being single. And that's the problem because I felt like I needed to have an attachment to me every single time. And I see that attachment does not bring me joy. So I have to let it go. Exactly. And just be me for me. Live my life for me. And if you don't think so much about your singleness, you would find somebody that is really perfect. for you Because I believe everybody has a soulmate out perfect. there. Perfect. I agree. And if you don't find your soulmate now, you'll find him then. If not, when you get to heaven. I don't care. But he's out there. Even in hell, you go to hell, you're going to find a cellmate there too, okay? That's so. true, yeah. And, and I love that, Deb, because what you're saying there, there's a statement that I've been reading about, as said by a lot of psychologists and stuff, and it is that women should never consider themselves lonely. Exactly. That that is such a weakness and oh. such a disgusting point of vulnerability. When you go around thinking, oh, I can't be by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel so terrible that I don't have someone. You know, mm -hmm. I feel so beneath people. You know, I'm always a bridesmaid and never yeah. a bride. <laughs> and, and taking, you know, this this total toll on yourself. This self-pity. Yes, yeah. I think it's so disgusting because are you kidding me? I hate that word. I am never alone. I always think of, I can find pleasure in turning on a little Barry White and setting up an ironing board. You know what I mean? Baby. And I just love it. I love my time just to go through things, you know, to get a steamer for God's mm -hmm. sakes and freshen up some garments and right? say, oh, I haven't worn this for a while. Now I'm going to rock this. You know yeah. what I mean? I love going out there and just putting me out there. And as you say, I don't put any pressure on myself because I'm not going to be on the hunt on, on websites and internet places yeah. looking for somebody. You know, I refuse to do that. Yeah. I expect it to be just spontaneous yeah. and to come upon me when I least expect it yeah. and hopefully to be a person of quality yeah. because there is so much trash out there. Now, I loved it because I heard Chelsea Handler, you know, the famous comedian. Oh, yeah. She is up for an Emmy and, and she's at an epic point in her life. She said, look, I'm over 50 and I have met the biggest jackasses and losers all my life <laughs> on a quest just for sex, you yeah. know, and to just get it on. And she said, now I've finally met a decent man. Yeah. And I'd like to say that it's never too late for women to meet a exactly. great person. Exactly. If you leave your past mistakes behind and all your past baggage, yeah. you can meet a good person. Yeah. But when you're just going from one screw to the next forget yeah. it you know yeah. what I mean you're but gonna you know, shut the toolbox on yourself Jackie, yeah. you know half the time what happened is that we miss our own opportunity because we say God send me a man send me a man send me a man and God has sent you a man way before you're asking for a man but you know what you look at the man and say you ain't for me you ain't got the the look you ain't got the money you ain't you you come with too many baggages you you're not for me Meanwhile, you've gone around and test every other man only to come back to that man that you rejected. The stone that the builder refused become the head cornerstone. Very so that true. is, again, another mistake that you have made, not just by not accepting your first choice that you thought was not for you, but by 
belittling yourself out there. Very, yeah, excellent. And, Very and good. really downgrading your quality because yeah. you're watering down your quality, men and women. Mm-hmm. Because don't think anybody is above or below you. Everybody is equal to you because God makes us all equal. And what separates us from the equality is the things that we have and the things that we don't have. That's why I love that should have and the have nots. You know, because it is so clearly represent the world in a superficial way that makes us who we are. Yeah. And that's why we're in this position that we are, mm-hmm. you know, Very and good. so it is a huge mistake to think that you are above someone else or someone else is above you. No matter how much money they have, they're not better than you. Always remember that. And we all do that. And there's even a new show out now where, um, you know, a version of the bachelor, but basically they, they put women together with uh, men that they don't know. One of them is very poor. The other is, is very rich. rich. Joe millionaire. Yeah. And they're just trying to see, you know, if you, but you're so right that we do throw away the wrong people because yes. we look at superficial things only. And that person may have the, the deepest qualities, mm-hmm. but just because physically they may be shorter than we want yeah. them to be. And they may not, you know, have, you know, the same stature and yeah. carry themselves the same way as the next person. And we're throwing away the quality, you know, and, and just looking you know, in the sea of quantity of which most of it is just trash and not worth your you time. You know, Kanye West make a yeah. song that says, you know, she's not a gold digger, but she, she, she's not messing with the brokey brook. Well, you know something, if you're not a gold digger, then honey, you're not a diamond ringer because <laughs> let me tell you, it ain't happening. Yeah. Because if you're going to look below, if you're going to look at status, to put yourself in a bracket, you've already disqualified yourself and you've already downgraded yourself. You've been depreciated and you don't even know it. And it's just for you to just pass yourself out. And that's a huge mistake. And that's all because of impulsiveness, impatience, and you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe in what God has for you. And a lot of us, find, and I'm saying that from experience, Hmm. you know, when you get to an age where like I'm pushing 50 right now and I can tell you in my twenties, I was just so naive in my thirties. I was getting out of my naiveness in my forties. I kind of, I kind of, kind of rebuttal back to being naive and now I'm going to my 50s, I am so wise beyond my age Absolutely. Now. Because yeah. the experience that I've gained has put me on a level where I don't have time for people and their crap. Yeah. Neither do I have to power. take anybody's yes. crap. Yep. And at the end of the day, I am going to slow down. This is my slow mode. I'm in slow mode right now. Yeah. Meaning I'm going to take time and articulate. I'm not going to rush. I'm not in a rush. What am I rushing to go? I'm pushing half a century. Yeah. That I've earned that right to slow down, think before I act. Beautiful. I'm not a kid anymore. Yep. I'm not looking for the candy cane. I'm not looking for the ice cream truck. I'm not yeah. running behind that ice cream truck. And you don't want truck. anybody dictating no. to you. You know, trying to map out your life for you. You know, no. you are in complete control. No. You, you're, you, you know what your place is in the universe and you're just taking time to let it evolve and bring the very best to you. My soft yes. skills right now is active listening. Yeah. And less, and, and less acting. Yeah. And, yeah. and the active number one skill for me that I have learned is really not to be a complainer. That's been my yeah. biggest growth process is gratitude that I really teach myself to, to show Thanksgiving and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, my furnace wasn't working. I woke up, I was cold, <laughs> you know, and I had to wait for the service person to come and make an adjustment. And that was the first thing I said when I woke up this morning. Thank you, God, that I'm warm. Amen. You know what I mean? I was so happy that I woke up in a warm, comfortable house and I just stopped there. So every day, 
I, I find something to be thankful for. Yes. And even in the moments of my struggles, I still say it could be worse than this. Yes. And it isn't. You know what I mean? And so what I'm Jackie's grateful. trying to say, yeah, before yeah. we close this segment, is don't count your mistakes, even though we're bringing them to you right now. We're saying count your blessings because your mistakes are less than your blessings. Your blessings are way more than your mistakes. Your today is so much better than your yesterday. Right And on. so... If you're going to put yourself in a box, just remember to leave that box top open. Don't close it in. <laughs> Good. You Good need advice. to breathe. Yep. You know, breathe and relax and just take it slow. And it's not too late to slow down. And don't ever believe you're in a rush because you rushing does not change the world and the system and the way things are. Everything stays the same. The only thing you need to worry about is the change that you're going to make to yourself. That's right. And that's impulsiveness and impatience that we all live with are destructive things because they throw us off our game, you know, and they just make us feel like we're, you know, we're compromising at certain levels when we really shouldn't. So I'm going to close or let you close, Deb. No, you, you close you on close? that one. Okay. We're going to leave you with Isaiah 40, 31, which says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Yes. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. I'm telling you that Beautiful. word has so much Beautiful. power in it. Yep. If you meditate on that and really internalize it and make it your daily passion to wait upon the Lord. The, so the, the lesson here today, ladies and gentlemen, is wait. When you go to a doctor's office and he makes you wait, I see your face, how it's all black and blue ready. You know, like yeah. why, why, why I make my appointment for nine o'clock and I'm waiting 10 o'clock to see the doctor Yeah, because waiting is a lesson. Just like we're waiting for the return of God and everybody's like, Oh, I've, since I've born, I hear the world ending. When is it going to end? Yeah. You really don't want the world to end if you're not ready. Yeah. So waiting is, it's actually a reconstruction it's a reconstruction phase mm. because you know why? You know why it's a reconstruction phase, Jackie? No. A lot of us are ready to build on a foundation that is not ready for construction. Oh boy. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah beautiful. And phrasing. that's why the mistakes happen because our foundation was not ready for that construction. So make sure your foundation is easy because even the Bible says, you know, I will build my church upon a rock Yep. and nothing can move it. Yeah, that, but if you build your house on sand, it's gonna get eroded. Yeah, so you choose rock or sand. Yeah, so patience. When they say it's a virtue, it helps you to build stability. Okay. It does, and and it it gives you, as Deb said, time to just savor the things that lead up to the final conclusion mm -hmm. because you haven't. Uh, you haven't maybe done what you need to do to reach the final point yet. Mm -hmm. So that's why we don't always see things materialize as quickly as we would like, because we're not ready to absorb it and yeah. to use it to our full potential. Yeah. I really want you to analyze yeah. the construction phase, because before a company puts a structure on a land, they have to do the land testing to make sure the land is good and, 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 and well to hold that foundation. And that's what patient and waiting is all about. Foundation. Wow. My name is Deborah. And my name is Jackie. You have a good day. <laughs>